Hello there, Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva here. A couple of weeks ago, someone asked me about a new ingredient called coffee cherry flour, and I hadn't run across this before, so I did a quick Google search, and I found that it's being touted as a nutritional powerhouse. So of course, I had to investigate further, and here's what I learned. Coffee flour isn't really a flower, and although it is from the coffee plant, it doesn't taste or smell anything like the roasted coffee beans that we know and love. You see, coffee beans are actually seeds, and like many seeds, they grow inside a fruit. And the fruit that surrounds a coffee bean is called a coffee cherry. After harvesting the coffee beans, the coffee cherry has traditionally been discarded. Billions of pounds of coffee fruit were simply being thrown out every year. But now, this tasty part of the plant is being reclaimed as an edible crop. The cherries are dehydrated and ground into a fine powder, sold as coffee flour or coffee cherry flour. But it really functions more like a spice or a flavoring agent than a true flour. You can buy coffee cherry flour online, and you'll also see it in stores that specialize in healthy foods, including some Trader Joe's. And chefs, food bloggers, even mixologists have taken interest, and they've been experimenting with it as an ingredient in drinks, baked goods, dips, and desserts. In an era when we're increasingly focused on reducing food waste, the idea of diverting perfectly good food out of the waste stream is very appealing. And coffee flour production is also providing a new source of income for people in developing countries. So what does it taste like? As I said, it doesn't really taste anything like coffee. And even though it's made from a fruit, coffee flour is also not sweet. In fact, it's virtually sugar-free and fat-free. It has a slightly tart, slightly bitter taste. It's most like a really fruity cocoa powder. And you can add a tablespoon or two to a smoothie or to your favorite chia seed pudding recipe. You can also add it to baked goods. And the general guideline is to replace two tablespoons of every cup of flour with the coffee flour. Now, you'd certainly notice if you added it to a pancake or a pound cake recipe But to be honest, you might not notice the difference in something like a brownie recipe. But as one food blogger wrote, quote, though the wasteless angle reeled me in, it's the nutritional aspects that really sold me. The real reason I'd cook with coffee flour again is not for its flavor, but for the nutritional boost it offers, end quote. And it is sometimes touted as a nutritional powerhouse. One website claims that coffee flour has more iron than spinach, more protein than kale, more potassium than a banana, and more fiber than whole grain wheat flour. But this is a perfect example of how nutrition claims can sometimes be true, but not really meaningful. And I'll be back with all the details right after this quick break. So just how nutritious is coffee flour? Well, the comparisons that I just cited from this website are based on weight, but comparing the nutrients in a dried product like coffee flour to fresh food like spinach or kale by weight is a false comparison because the water in the fresh foods adds so much weight. Yes, 100 grams of coffee flour has more iron than 100 grams of fresh spinach, but dehydrate that spinach into a powder and the two have virtually the same amount of iron per gram. Now, when it comes to protein, it's kind of odd that they chose to compare coffee flour to kale because kale is pretty low in protein. 
then again, perhaps that's exactly why they chose to make that particular comparison. But even so, dehydrated kale actually contains three times more protein per gram than coffee flour. Coffee flour does contain more potassium than banana, even powdered banana. But you know, despite their reputation, bananas are not the best sources of potassium out there anyway. Spinach, avocado, sweet potato, winter squash, and leafy greens all provide more potassium per serving than a banana. And unlike bananas or coffee flour, those potassium-rich foods are also high in a lot of other valuable nutrients. It is also true that coffee flour contains more fiber than whole wheat flour. That's because it's mostly fiber, and it's a mix of soluble and insoluble fiber. Substituting two tablespoons of coffee flour in every cup of whole wheat flour would roughly double the fiber content of your finished dish. In terms of other vitamins and minerals, coffee flour contains minimal amounts of calcium and vitamin A. Its biggest star really is iron, and it provides anywhere from 10 to 20% of the daily value per tablespoon, depending on the varietal. And that's comparable on a per-serving basis to other iron-rich plant foods. So you might be wondering about caffeine. Well, the coffee fruit is much lower in caffeine than the coffee bean, but it's still higher than most plant foods. A tablespoon of coffee flour has about 60 milligrams of caffeine. That's a bit more than a can of Coke or a cup of black tea, both of which have 35 to 40 milligrams of caffeine, but it's significantly less than a cup of brewed coffee, which might have 200 milligrams or even more of caffeine. So here's the bottom line on coffee flour. If you like to experiment with unusual ingredients, coffee flour is a fun and interesting novelty. And the sustainability and the fair trade angles definitely give it some additional cachet. But unlike the food blogger that I quoted earlier, I certainly wouldn't seek this ingredient out for its nutritional benefits alone. It's a decent source of fiber and iron, but there are cheaper sources. I paid about $9 for eight ounces of coffee flour, and that would yield about 24 tablespoons or a cup and a half. Now, a tablespoon of chia seed in my smoothie would add just as much fiber and a bonus helping of omega-3 fatty acids. So have you experimented with coffee flour yet? What are your favorite ways to use it? I still have three quarters of a bag left here, so I could use some ideas. I've posted some of the things that I've made with coffee flour on my Instagram, which is at the nutrition diva. And I'd love to see what you come up with. And I have just one other quick announcement before I wrap up today. Last week, Brock Armstrong, whom you may know from the Get Fit Guy podcast, and I did a live online workshop together on strategies for sustainable weight loss. And we had so much fun and had so many people participate that we're offering another workshop on a related topic, a three-part method that we use to create positive behavior change. We'd love to have you join us. It'll be on Monday evening, March 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can sign up for that at wayless.life slash change. I hope to see you there. The Nutrition Diva Show is produced by Nathan Sems, edited by Karen Hertzberg, and we're also supported by Morgan Ratner, Emily Miller, Michelle Margulis, and our director, Kathy Doyle. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I'll be back next week. And until then, remember to eat something good for me. <laughs>